Nothing with your host Chris and Chris. That's right, two Chris's. Double your pleasure, double your fun with double me, double me gum. Chris sandwich. Yeah, Chris witch. Chris witch. Ooh. Yo, if we open a sandwich store, it has to be called Chris witch. Right. Yeah. It's like Ben and Jerry's, but it's Chris witch. Yeah. It's two Chris's. Oh, it could be ice cream sandwiches. Mm Hmm. Chris Witch, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> yes, definitely. All right, cool. Uh, Yo, yeah. what would be on your Chris Witch? Mm. What would be your signature K Chris Witch? Uh, mint chocolate chip. Ugh, of course it would be. <laughs> Toothpa- toothpaste mode. <laughs> Yuck. That's the chocolate. That's how I brush my teeth. Gick. The I- okay, are you a junior mints guy? I love Junior Mints. Of course you do. Jesus do. Christ. Peppermint ah. Patties? What are, what are ah. the other ones? Like the uh, Chocolate oh. covered toothpaste. Gross. Oh, so good. When, uh, like I, when you put the, pepper, like the mini peppermint patties in the fridge and let them harden up a little bit. Yo, are you one of those people mm. that's like, when Girl Scout cookie season comes around, I buy so many Thin Mints and I put them in the freezer. <laughs> I hate those people. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, you hate me then. What's your, what's your cookie? <laughs> What's my cookie? Yes, yeah, you're going to make a Chris Witch. Oh, you got to choose uh, just chocolate or like plain or like a chocolate chip cookie or a, and like a chocolate chip cookie is hard to beat. So you can put you can put mint chocolate know, like, chip we... ice cream inside of a chocolate chip cookie. Yeah, I know, man. That could be yeah. that could be secretly good. Uh, I think it could be secretly good. <laughs> I don't think there's any secret about it. Actually, I think it's just good. Yeah. I mean, that's a great thing. We can make so many different kinds and varieties of, of chip witches. Yeah, that's true. But your signature is going to be disgusting and we'll never What's your signature going to be then? I don't know. I've, you know, I'm a... <laughs> this gonna make me You're a plain vanilla kind of guy, aren't you? Well, my favorite ice cream <laughs> is pistachio, which is like the lamest oh, ice cream. I yeah. know. I know. But I just... There's something really like soothing to me about pistachio. But I love... <laughs> My favorite ice cream, anything, is like a peanut butter milkshake. So I'd probably do a variation of the peanut butter milkshake. It'd probably be peanut butter ice cream and like but, vanilla wafers as the, as the cookie. <laughs> it's like the boringest, plainest. Yo, don't try to show my Chris Witch. I'll come I up with a plain peanut butter ice cream. Plain like, peanut no, butter. There's no chunks or anything. I don't want no chunks. Cream, right? I want smooth. I want smooth. I don't want... I don't want to overcomplicate it. I want it to just be like smooth. Or mm, what would go good with peanut butter? I'm trying to think of a good. Nah, I'm, I'm, I'm going to stick with this. I'm going to stick with this <laughs> vanilla peanut butter. I'm just going to call it the, the peanut butter. You got no creativity when it comes to chip widgets. I pr- out. We can't work together. Probably not. I think that this business has just closed. <laughs> it's a bridge too far. <laughs> we couldn't agree. And we came up with two disgusting chip with our sandwiches. So we suck at this. What if they what if it was like a playoff of like the blizzards though? So it was like it was like uh like the Heath Bar crunch kind of things. Yeah. Do you like those kind of things? Well, I love a blizzard. There's no doubt about yeah. that. Right, but so like, but but you put that into a chip witch. Then is that? Oh, is that that's a left? fucking solid idea. You rip off the blizzard, you put that in your ice cream, and they just go yeah. with like a standard, like yeah. cho- chocolate pieces or something. Just have a chocolate cookie, like and yeah, then, and then the insides a blizzard. That's that's a good idea, actually. Mm. You could put a fucking pe- butterfinger inside that motherfucker. Yo, Butterfinger Blizzard's the shit. Oh, gross. Dude, what is wrong with you, man? Uh, what what kind of... You? Are you like a sham... Do you eat, do you eat Butterfingers by themselves? No, because that shit hurts your teeth for some reason. It, like, <laughs> sticks to them and makes your cavities, like, an instant cavities. I don't understand what's going on with those fucking things. I don't ever want... And the, the, for some reason, the chocolate melts, like, immediately. Like, before you even get out of the fucking wrapper. It's a, if it wasn't for The Simpsons, that fucking candy bar would long be gone but but i do love it in a fucking blizzard for some reason Mm. yeah it's i i don't know i think when i was like 10 i probably was like what kind of blizzard do you want and i was like um butterfinger and then like never got anything else (laughs) 
I'm like, what are you, who are you, what are you laughing at, motherfucker? You're like a shamrock shake dude. You're like, I can't wait for fucking St. Patty's. <laughs> yeah. Gotta yeah. have some fucking yeah. minty ice cream. <laughs> Put on some Matlock. <laughs> do you, do you, do you eat sherbet? Are you a sherbet? No, gross. <laughs> gross. Nope. Nope. Neapolitan. Ca- ah, gross. That's the worst. That's the worst. Rocky Road. I can't stand Rocky Road. All right, that one has marshmallows, right? Yeah. Yeah, cla- yeah. Cl- classic ice cream. I kind of don't even like people who eat or love Rocky Road. I've never met a single person that enjoys Rocky Road. That's like a yeah. person that likes Mallow Mars. Like, <laughs> if your thing is marshmallows, it's fucking gross. You know, I don't like I don't like fudge because it has marshmallows I don't either. in it. Fudge is fucking gross. Gross. My wife wants to put fudge on everything. Yo, fudge is gross. What's up with wives and fudge, man? I, like, I don't know. I, I tease my wife about her love of fudge. It's fucking... <laughs> gross it's got a gross. gross consistency yep it's it's like doesn't taste good it do, never tastes good it doesn't add it takes away from the ice cream yeah i fudge is for fucking assholes <laughs> <laughs> i mean i'm i'm specifically talking about like hot fudge like oh i'm talking about all fudge put, yeah that's true too though i think i mean yeah. have you ever like, i'm sorry but fudge stores like they're always in airports and like the mm-hmm. side of roads of shitty towns like mm-hmm. ye old fashioned fudge factory <laughs> <laughs> gotta go in there just smell and just, peanut brittle just a blast of old fuck yeah what's up with old candy sucking peanut brittle ain't nobody want that shit <laughs> the only kind of old candy i can get down with is just like plain old like little caramel chews oh uh, nah, not not like you know like what do you or mean werther's <laughs> well werther's yeah werther's are secretly tasty <laughs> you can get a lot of you can get a lot of pleasure out of a little werther's if you really milk it like my problem is I just chew through candy. I can't I can't savor a candy at all. <laughs> I just fucking chomp into that shit. I've also had 30 ca- cavities and fillings. Right. So two root canal root canals. I not to not to dwell on this too long, but I think you brought up a good point. Like when was the candy when did candy stop sucking and feeling like like work and pain hence rocky road or or fudge or fucking peanut brittle? Or ribbon candy, or mints, fucking just mints. That was your candy back in the day. When did it get like good? Was it the advent of like like artificial flavoring? Is that? I was just gonna say, yeah. I think it seems like it because everything seemed pretty plain, not like basic sort of confection confections or whatever they call. Yeah, or like like the I guess the advent or invention of like the like the artificial like sugars to to make like sort of these sweeter candies or something maybe because. Like right, peanut brittle and caramels will all seem to be kind of like they're kind of a sort of a generic, basic like homemade style candy, if you want yeah. to call it that. Right now, now it's like mass produced sort of like kids candies. Shit, yeah, but you it's, know, it's like I love new candy, sour like, straws, sa- and lemon exactly. drops. Anything that's fucking sour. Like I think that yep. that's what made candy good. It's just like yeah. here's some yeah. shit your tongue shouldn't feel. It's like <laughs> warheads, bitch. <laughs> like you shouldn't be having that in your mouth. <laughs> Gobstoppers. Yeah, it's fucking great. <laughs> Just make you drool, fucking hurt your teeth. I love yeah. it. That's my kind of candy. Lemon heads are top notch. My, my brother uh, almost died on on a on a uh, gobstopper. I think like a like a big ass one or like, yeah, like, like one of the big ones. He likes he like he was sucking on one. Apparently, I was pretty young, so I don't quite remember. But he like started choking on it, and I think they had to take him to the doctor. Somehow they got him to the doctors before he like choked it. Yikes! Down. And they had to give him like a um, like a shot of like. Um, Epicac or something? Oh, so he or something barked? close to it, so it made him like throw up or something, and then it, it like pushed it out or something. Yikes! Yeah. So after that, like, I don't think we ever really had gobstoppers. No shit. That's a fuck. Yeah, that's, that, that, that's, that's a, a Willy shit. Wonka lawsuit right there. Yeah. Right. Uh, <laughs> I will say this, and we can I put a gold we, ticket now. We can bitch. put a, we can put a pin in this and get to sports. Uh, this the one secret the one candy that I like from the olden days I will say is saltwater taffy and that might be a nostalgia thing but for some reason like saltwater taffy is still like a thing that I could get I can get behind I don't know why but I'm like I'm into it I have this problem where like like a lot of those kinds of candies like sticks to my gums your gums yeah like it gets up in my gums and it like stays up in there sticks to yeah. it it's like it's horrible I can't oh, then uh, fuck that yeah I got yeah. you yeah yeah okay anyway. All right. Well, uh, so Chris, uh, since we since we took took care of the important stuff, uh, what 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 she's getting warmed up. Did you watch sports this weekend? Oh, Chris, did I? Yeah. Uh, This weekend uh, passed. Ah, yes. 
I, I've actually been watching like the last couple of weeks, but the the Premier League soccer oh, just started. God, here we go. You're gonna and be I'm one of those guys. So happy. Like there was sports back. I, I'm not even sure I care it was soccer necessarily, although I do like Premier League soccer. It was just nice to be able to watch sports again. What's first. your What's your team? The Tottenham Hotspurs. Okay. <laughs> That's well, Harry Kane. Why did you Why did you choose that team? Tottenham. I don't know. I did like after a couple of years of sort of paying attention to the Premier League. I, I they just kind of spoke to you, man. The jerseys, the color schemes, they're kind of like the um, and they're kind of. I don't know. They're, I don't want to say they're the Spurs, but it's like the basketball teams, but they're sort of like the team that's, they're kind of good. They're not always like the, they're not always like the, the bandwagon team that you would just go like, Oh, I'm picking Manchester United, right. Or Liverpool right. or something. Well, like Liverpool that. used to suck, right? Like I remember them Look, for a long time. Yeah. Like, so they're going to win the, they're going to win the league for the first time in like 30 years. So they were good. Like back in the eighties, I think, and maybe early nineties, I think. Okay. They were dominant. I should say maybe back then. And then they they've been terrible for a really long time. Just, just on name alone, just looking at the Premier League table, if yeah. I if I was to choose a team, it would definitely be Crystal Palace. Because that's a fucking <laughs> dope name for a team. Is it? Yeah, Crystal Palace. Uh, that sounds like a fucking awesome place to go. Crystal I'm, Meth. Yeah, cri- the Crystal Meth Palace. Yeah. Or Crystal Light. Or Crystal, crystal Gale. Light. Yeah, crystal, snorted. Crystal Gale. I mean, well, come on. There's just a team called Wolves. Just Wolves? What yeah, town? Wolverhampton Wolves, man. They're actually a pretty fun team to watch. I'm not into any of these dumb team names. Arsenal, they were like a team people liked in Ugh, the olden days. Hey, Arsenal. Is that a thing? You're supposed to hate them? No, I think a lot of people like them. I, I, I think they're one of those sort of polarizing teams. Like them and Chelsea and like Man U. Or, I, I don't know if those are the three most popular, you know, but like Man City's popular, but they've kind of bought their way into this thing in the last 10 years. Okay, so if I were, I'm gonna I'm gonna go get oh Crystal Palace has a game today against Liverpool. Ooh, yeah, it's a good oh, place right. to start. Yeah. All right, here we go. I'm in <laughs> Crystal Palace. <laughs> that's my team. Man, All right. I did not see that one coming. I even had a couple of things. I think I had teams. I think just to see maybe uh, if you might try to enjoy getting into and liking. But I got my team, the Crystal Palaces. You just what's, yeah. You what's just their, picked that one. Are they Eagles? The Is that their thing? They're it's like they got an so eagle it's on weird. Like they, they sort of have like team names, but they don't really go by those. Okay. You know, like so like Tottenham Hotspurs is, is like I think one of the few ones that actually has like the the Hotspurs is kind of like their, What's a their team name, their mascot, and they like they kind of use it within the name a what lot. Is like, a, what is a hat hotspur hotspur? It's a kind of a bird kind oh, of looking God. thing. Yeah, it's I don't even know actually. I've never even delved too far into it. I just sort of don't really Crystal care. Palace, God. I've got, um, I've got some. But like one of, one of the team's names is like the Toffees, I think. And then I'm like, I don't, like, I don't, they don't, like the, the nickname really isn't important. Okay. Yeah. I wonder where Crystal Palace is. I got to learn, I got to learn more about these Crystal Palaces. I'm, I'm very interested now. <laughs> They're kind of a crappy team most of the time. I don't give a shit. I like them. Yeah. They're no, my, that's fine. I'm just my... saying, like, they're not. Um... Listen, I can't, I'm, not a, I'm not a fly-by-night Tottenham Hotspurs guy. You know, <laughs> I've lo- long loved Crystal Palace. Oh, they're South England. So they're like, uh, they're. South London, you mean? South London. Yeah. Sorry. South London. Yeah. Also, the, the Glaciers, which, you know what a Glacier is? Uh, the owners. Well, the, no? No, the, a Glacier is someone who uh, cuts glass. Oh. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, so the Crystal glass Palace glass cutters. Glaciers. <laughs> <laughs> yep. That's right. my that's my crew. Look at you. They do have one really cr- good player. Uh 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 Zaha is his last name. I can't think of his Ooh, first name. Ooh, that's a cool name, Zaha. Yeah, he's like um oh man, what's his where is he from? Um not like it's like Cameroon or something. I don't know exactly where, but it's uh is there any, he's a really good player. Is there anything I should be worried about with like does the is it, am I like choosing like the Boston Celtics? Like, do they have a racist past? Like, should I be nervous about? They choosing? all do, so it doesn't matter. Okay. Yeah, yeah. they all have a bit of racism. I think all the- a lot of a lot of the uh, uh, teams that they have like the chants or like it's not the fight songs or whatever they call them, but a lot of them have sort of like racist connotations and and stuff in them and stuff. So it's um, it's just uh, part of their history. And why would I want to get into this again? I don't understand. I don't know. Okay, I'm not sure. Well, yeah. here we go, Crystal Palace. So you watched Wilfred some, Zaha so, from the so, Ivory Coast. So you watched. So you watched some soccer. So I watched some soccer, mm-hmm. uh, and I and I and I've been a I've been a sort of a soccer fan, growing soccer fan over the last like probably five or ten years. Okay. But um, 
what what was really cool and what I think is a good sort of uh, influence and foundation and starting point for sports here because of what's going on with sort of the Black Lives Matter movement and all, and, and all these incredible things that are, are happening in our country, hopefully positively, uh, is that the, the is sort of following the Premier League's um, ideas and what they did and what they and the first thing that they did, and I believe it's every single team in the Premier League itself, removed individual names from the back of their jerseys and had Black Lives Matter printed on them instead. They did do that. That was pretty... I, w- I saw that they were petitioning for it. I didn't know if it had actually happened. It actually happened, and it's going... And it's um, and I, I, it's really cool. It, I, and it's... Listen, they have their own sort of uh, racist issues like we ju- I just mentioned, mentioned about and stuff, and there's always a lot of, like, um, overtly racist, like, taunts and chants, and, like, uh, you know, I think there's even been some, like, bananas... Like throwing onto the onto the the, the, the pitch and yeah, stuff. Yeah, there's, there, there's I think there's been some white lives matters. Uh, yeah, there's a dude science. who just flew a uh, flew a plane with a banner hanging behind over like one of the matches over the weekend. So there's a lot there that they have their own history of that, but this basically stems from the movement here and and a lot of players who are black or African American or wherever uh, that are considered I guess a minority that are really sort of touched and moved by this and, and making huge stands themselves there and all across the rest of, of sort of uh, soccer or, uh, in Europe. Okay. So th- they've, they've really taken on this sort of this as well, and which I think is really incredible. And I, I just, this whole thing with the, with the Jersey though, I think it's, it's amazing and it's a touch, touching gesture. Yeah. All right. You know, okay. Good job. Uh, Premier League. Right. And so also what they've done though, too, is they take it even one step further and, and before the match even starts, um, there's a moment, I don't know if it's a moment of silence um, or if they're just, I, I actually, honestly, I didn't even, I didn't even have the sound on because my wife and I were sort of doing other things as I had a game on. But um, so I don't, they was a, there was a weird sort of moment of silence. I was like, oh, maybe this is, I don't know if this is what they're, how they're sort of treating this as well as, as like, you know, as the flag instead of kneeling or something and, and as a protest or whatever they're trying to do as another gesture. But then actually within a few minutes that happened and then everybody on the pitch as a player took a knee. Yeah. Right. And then that was right before. And then literally they got up and then they kicked the ball and they started the match and stuff. So um, I just think it's to really like provocative sort of symbols and examples of what I know at least the NF or the, the NBA probably should be doing and will do maybe. Like, or I, at least I feel a little more confident that the NBA might do stuff like this. But think if like the NFL did stuff like this. Like I know they probably won't because they're they don't have the balls to do this actually. But it just I, I don't know. Like base look at I mean even baseball who doesn't have you know big uh, numbers of of black players or whatnot. But if they sort of did this in solidarity, I just think this would be a really incredible thing if if U.S. sports could sort of get behind these kinds of things too. And, well, and to show, you know, a focus and 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 sort of lead by example. I think that the there's rest of the country. Here's what I'm I've I've got mixed emotions about this sort of organized protest thing, um, because I think that the reason that like for example like the, p- the players are kneeling right like that's that's in solidarity or that was originally created by Colin Kaepernick right right but I think that the effectiveness of that was that he did it during the national anthem right there was a moment where it was like all eyes are yep. on me it's not interfering with the game. My fear is that this is going to become like a now we kneel and now we do the national anthem, which it's yes. And then and then and then it's going to become like, it, you know, like it, like everything, it like loses its impact. It becomes it's sort of like the God bless America, like halftime or the seventh mm-hmm. inning or whatever the fuck they do. Yeah. And it was like that was a 9-11 thing. Uh, and now it's just like, are, are we still doing this? Like what we're still doing? Like they. And I don't want them to like be like, and now here's our moment of silence for Black Lives, like, I, or maybe that's what they should do is recognize it, and then everybody has to get their seat and kneel. I don't know, but I feel like it's when it, when it becomes organized, it sort of takes away. Like I feel like the owners and the league, especially in the NFL, are going to be like, all right, we don't want this to interfere with our, you know, right. our Jerry Joneses. So, Jerry Jones effect. Yeah, so, yeah. So we're gonna try to like create some sort of like you know, time out, like, here's our time when we can like, you know, reflect or whatever. I don't know. I, I'm, I'm apprehensive. Especially with the NFL. I agree with you. Yeah. yeah. They're going to bastardize it. They're going to, they're going to take it over yeah. and sort of depower it. Yeah. Mike, I mean, Mike Tomlin said yesterday in a press conference that he thought that he was going to just support his players in whatever right. they choose. 
which yeah. I think was something that they weren't uh, coaches weren't allowed. Like in saying that, he's saying that we weren't allowed to actually support our players in this before. In fact, yes. we were encouraged to push back, and it's one the one thing that Bill O'Brien has done in his life that's correct besides yell at Tom Brady, which is he said he went against ownership and stood by his players when they kneeled. And I and I'm I'm. That's the one thing that I feel encouraged by, but it, but it, to me, you read, but if you read behind what Tomlin said, it's mm-hmm. basically, it's basically just a further example of how these the owners and the league itself were like, do not fucking stand behind your players. In fact, encourage your players not to do this. Stay in the locker rooms if you have to, but don't come out and fucking voice your opinion or your thoughts or your or your feelings. And now Tomlin's saying like, well, we will, we, I'll, I'll, I'll stand by them. To me, kind of says. All right, now I'm on board because it's in vogue. And so like I'm just I, I see this swing totally that by September the NFL is going to figure out some fucking I don't know, maybe Goodell and Jay-Z will get in a corner and fucking <laughs> discuss how best to like they already are appropriate this. Yeah. I don't know. That's I, I'm I'm sorry I'm so negative. I just I get so No, no, no. I I I agree with you. Um and I, and I and I totally understand that. And I sort of meant it, I think, more as like the players just sort of taking this on themselves and doing this at some Which point. Which is what like, I want. That's just what right. I want. Like I, right. I want the prisoners running the prison. <laughs> right. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> totally. <laughs> that's for that, once. That's what I'm looking uh, for. Yeah, and 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 I, and I agree. But but I want but I want the what I guess I meant more so by it is I want the solidarity like across the board from all the players. Yeah. Right. Like there's the there's every single, you know, person out there on the, on the soccer teams. Every one of them is taking that knee. Right. They're not just letting their their black teammates do it and whatnot or the minority teammates or whatever. You you know, they everybody was doing it. And yeah. that's I think what the cool thing was and whether it's been worked out through the through the league and the owners and the teams and stuff. I'm not even sure. I can't even speak to that far. You know, but I just thought, like, let's let's do all these. Te- let's, you know, all these teams sort of do this or or come together. And just, uh, you know, just sort of stand in solidarity or, or kneel in solidarity with all their, their teammates and, and fuck it, whatever else that the NFL tries to well, want thank, or to thank do or fucking, produce themselves. Thank God there are no people in the, in the stands for this shit. Like, I feel like this is the one good thing about coronavirus uh, in this moment is like, I don't want to watch like the, the, the audience of sports, especially not the NFL. I mean, I guess it'll come to that, but like baseball, like these people that will like, you know, that'll like overdo their patriotism in this moment because for some reason patriotism is the new sign of racism. <laughs> it's like you took away our Confederate flag. Well, I guess we'll fly the American flag and make that racist instead. Like it's like what the fuck? Yeah. But like these yeah. people that I can see them like you know like over overtly not kneeling during these moments right. to just to just show that they're you know america first because they still don't get it i i think that not having people in the crowds is actually going to be a good thing in that I, I think so too i agree with you and i and i think um especially because i i do i do feel and i agree with your sentiment about with the owners and stuff because like there was also that report that just came out that they're um they're all owners are are, are said they're donating 250 million dollars over the next 10 years to combat systemic racism as per their whatever press release um but uh, someone actually broke it down, and I think which is interesting is that each owner that equals only like just under eight hundred thousand dollars a year per owner. Wow. And that that equates to that's like a little over a hundred thousand dollars more than what a minimum salary uh, player w- would get for one season. Wow, what a contribution! Right. So it's like what does that it, even go like, to? It shows how little effort desire NFL owners actually really wanted to like care or even put forth the effort. Well, Jerry Jones, has, this, really. Jerry Jones hasn't even said amount. anything. Jerry Jones hasn't even made a public fucking announcement. Like he's so no. worried about losing his Jerry world. He's just being quiet because because, you know, Donald Trump is right there saying, don't fucking say anything, Jerry. Like we've still got the NFL. And if we're and if we're playing in one stadium, it's going to be yours. So keep your mouth shut. And basically, T.O. has come out and said as much. Uh, and that's the only person that can he, say that. Well, Jones is also the guy who came out and said, if anybody kneels, they're fired. Yeah. Right. You know, so it's like and then he does that whole showmanship, yeah. you know, kneeling and smirking, that whole bullshit and yeah. stuff. So, yeah, I mean, I, it's there, you know, there's a lot of there's a reason why no owners have actually I said, think, said anything at all. I, well, I don't even I can't remember one saying anything now in the last in the last month or so now. Not to drive this home too hard. And I know that this was about you being happy about watching sports this weekend. But for some reason, I just can't fucking like this is all I like think about when it comes to sports lately. 
and and this is in in line with Jerry Jones is did have you seen that the the Redskins are going to re- retire the number of their first black player? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So yeah. so this is a this is a Hall of Fame player, right? Mhm. Uh at I'm sorry, but like wouldn't the sign of like giving a shit not be retiring Bobby Mitchell Hall of Famer's number, but maybe changing your fucking racist ass fucking name from the Redskins? Like what a fucking hollow thing to do to be like yeah. to retire a number that should have been retired years and years ago. Yeah. This fucking player came in 1962 against a, a, a forced hand, mind you. The NFL forced the Redskins to mm-hmm. fucking make this pick. Yep. This was not a pick that they chose on their own volition. This is something that they were cho- they were forced they were forced to take a black player in that draft and they didn't even choose Bobby Mitchell. They traded away their first black player immediately. Right. So, this is a this is a as a show of like so, slavery bullshit. basically. I mean, sell the fucking team Snyder like I don't get this like this is like offensive like this is just adding another layer of offensiveness to this fucking team like I Bobby Mitchell's family should not even accept a fucking retirement of the number they the team should just not be called the Redskins how are we still doing this how is our nation's capitals football team called the Redskins and I know that we've talked about this ad nauseum but like isn't now the time isn't this shouldn't that be the momentum of where this fucking team is going isn't that the thing that they should be doing yeah I think so I mean they took one of the couple of statues down yeah their previous racist ass owner yeah owner statue whatever which isn't which is still at the old football stadium right it's not at the new one at least like, it, but they kind of left it alone right it so, but that's kind of, that's yeah. kind of the, the example of, of, of the NFL and these owners itself it's like they where they were like, well, we're not going to put this, new, this old racist statue with our new ballpark, but we're not going to tear it down either, though. You know what I'm saying? Like they, they, they. This is this is so prime example of what they do. Like, there's no way they're they're getting rid of that name. I mean, I <clears throat> there was a part of me that started thinking, like, I wonder if Goodell, who like, who who sort of you know sort of changed his tune here now, and I don't think it was pressured from. I think it's just I think it was straight up pressure from the the the, the players who made that video and, and started using their voice and speaking out and asking for these changes or whatnot and and asking them to you know to to say these words and and he did and he sort of listened to them and he didn't have to he didn't have to sort of come out fully like this I think in the way he did because he has no history of doing that already right he right. in fact he he talked the exact opposite for the last four or five years and so I I, I wonder now if Goodell has sort of seen the writing on the wall a little bit, and if he might sort of t- try at least to sort of push back on some of these things a little bit more, right? Um, and maybe it's behind closed doors, maybe it's in the public view because of it, because of his sort of maybe legacy. And maybe, maybe, and I, I, I don't, and like I have a, maybe like a twenty percent, uh, you know, belief that that's actually going to happen, or he's actually going to try this or something. Maybe you know, like I, it's not very strong conviction on my part to believe that he's actually going to do this. But he might start doing a little things here and there to sort of repairing his sort of legacy. Because I think at this point, within whatever his, his contract's up in a couple of years, he's out. And maybe the only thing he now is important is sort of, is sort of the, the legacy that he kind of leaves behind as being one of these, you know, you know comparing himself to Tagalipu or Roselle or all these other really who are known as I think we need to I leave the door. I think we need to leave the door open for people to change. That's important. And so in that regard, I will. Right. I will. Right. I, I will. It, like, but be, I don't be know somewhat how I, or temp, you know, pet, like, with a little bit of trepidation, I will be optimistic that Roger Goodell could start doing the right thing as well. But you have to bear in mind, like, this guy's a fucking lying piece of shit. So. Yeah, totally. 100%. 100%. And I, but I, here's, and the, I think the pushback that he would probably get then if he's trying to change the Redskins names and, and really sort of force that issue home is that, like, then do we have to change, like, uh, the Chiefs then too, right? And then I don't mean this for us as, like, fans and the public and stuff. But as owners, they're going to be like, oh, now I got to change my name because there's, you know, like, and what about this one? Because there may be some sort of connotations down the line about this one. Or something. You know what I'm saying? Did, like owners, I think, are going to be very sort of unwilling to sort of just open this door. Which is dumb and ridiculous, but I think it's going to be really hard for them to actually, unless he sells the team. And someone else comes in and goes, I'm, listen, I'm changing this, the name. I think that's the only way this works. They, so the owner, George Preston Marshall, who's the owner of the, 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 the statue that they took down at RFK, mm-hmm. once uh, infamously described the Redkin, Redskin team colors as burgundy, golden, Caucasian. I mean, this is a team that's got just so much yeah. 
negative oh, yeah. history behind it. Why mm-hmm. not make it? This is not about like, I, I don't, I don't think the chiefs necessarily would, would, would get swept into this. Uh, I think more like the team, a team like the Indians would, uh, this is just a blatantly racist name of a team. And totally. And totally. And I, and I think that it is, you could probably well, dig, chiefs- ba- dig back in Go the ahead. history of a lot of teams and find that there's some rooted racism in all of the names. And, and maybe the name doesn't matter. Maybe you've overcome the, what the name means to you. But Redskins is just fucking it's offensive. It's and it's, it's like, I, 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 don't, I don't know. I, it I, needs to go away and it needs to change. And I just, I don't, I don't have a lot of, I don't have a lot of, you know, I, I just don't think it's going to, I don't think it's going to happen. You know, like, um, I don't know. And, and the, just to tie it back into the Chiefs, there, there is, if you read about the Chiefs name and how it started and everything, it's like, it's so tied in sort of uh, racism and, and the, the owner who started the Chiefs and stuff. It's like, it's, it's almost kind of like that. I mean, that's one, it's not as maybe as sick and, and disheartening as, as the stories with the Redskins team, but it's, it's still pretty close. Yeah. I, I, I'd have to read into it. I'd, I'm you, sure, yeah, you I'm should. Sure Cause right. it's, it is, it's, it's kind of interesting in, in a horrific kind of way of like, Oh, this is why he, this is, this is what he laying in the chiefs. Great. Yeah. Anyway. Uh, did you watch any other sports this weekend? That kept you happy? Did you I, watch I, NASCAR? I didn't, but I, I, did, I, did. but I want to say it just to, um, I watched a little bit of a, the German soccer league over the last couple of weeks as well. Yeah. And I focused on one of their teams. Okay. It's called Borussia Dortmund. Okay. And they're kind of easily recognizable. They got these bright yellow jerseys with sort of uh, black um, writing and whatever else on them. That's kind of their colors, just yellow and black. But they have one young player, which I think you and I, especially because I've already sort of jumped on this thing, but I think I can get you into this as well. Okay. And, and sort of jump on this kid's bandwagon now before he really blows up because he's already kind of becoming, he's 19 years old. He's already kind of becoming like sort of the next young soccer star to come on the league. And I think there's a couple tie-ins here that I think will kind of bring you into this guy. Okay. Okay. His name is Erling Brat Holland. Okay. And as I said, he's a 19-year-old Norwegian. Nice. Wunder kid. Oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, he's six foot four. Perfect. Blonde hair. Short for a Norwegian. Yeah. Handsome. Great. Oh, God, is he handsome. Great. Uh, and his Wikipedia page reads, a prolific goal scorer. He is recognized for his explosive acceleration and pace, athleticism, strength, and precise off-the-ball movement. Mm. I <laughs> now, like it. He was eligible to play for the England national team because he was born uh, He was born in England because his, his, his father's Norwegian, but he was playing for, I think, Leeds United uh, back in the day. Uh, but he chose Norway instead because that's where his heart lies. There you go. Huh? There you go. Huh? I like it. The kid's amazing. He's he's like he scored like 13 goals and 14 appearances since he he transferred to the to the German league in like J- the beginning of the year, January 1st. Does this mean Norway might have a chance to like make it into the into the uh They might. They they're, they're the I've been Cup. kind of paying attention to them a little bit. They've got a couple good players coming along or they've had a couple good players. They might well, have a decent well, squad well. here. Well, well, well. This is it. This is it. And when do we have, we've got, we got men's world cup in two years. Maybe. I think it's two years. Maybe. Anyway, th- literally this kid is, he's blowing up the, the German soccer leagues. He started in the Austri- Austrian soccer league. Okay. Uh, and then they, they, uh, this, this German team bottom, uh, come January. He's, th- I, he's literally, I think he's probably the next big, like international soccer star. All right. I like it. I, th- I've, I'm getting, you're going to have to remind me his name. Say it again. Erling brought, Holland. Erling. Yeah. Wow. That is, mm-hmm. that's a name. Hell of a name. That's a name. <laughs> it's a very Norwegian yeah. name. <laughs> My dad's name is Arvin. So that yeah. feels like it's right in the wheelhouse there. My mom's name is Sulve. <laughs> that's a pretty Norwegian name. Uh, my wife's mother, our grandmother was Norwegian and her name is Runhild. Oh yeah. Runhild. Yeah. 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 So that's, good, <laughs> a, that's old school. I yeah. Think. <laughs> I think she went by Hildy. As a as a child, which as, yeah, uh, yeah, that makes sense. <laughs> uh, so uh, d- just quickly, let's uh, just to put a, a bow into soccer. I am very excited for the return of the MLS. Uh, I have an MLS friend who I wanted to get on the show to talk about possible futures. He said he is not equipped to do so. But uh, July eighth, MLS soccer is back in a really interesting and fun way. They're going to do uh, basically it's a 
a 26 team tournament uh, for like three weeks or two weeks, and then they just go into a round of 16, and then they do a quarterfinals, semis, and then the fi- final matches by August 11th. So it'll be essentially just a fucking balls to the wall tournament for a month of MLS soccer. I'm really excited for it. I I don't know if you are, but uh, I think I'm gonna put most of my stock into the MLS. Yeah, I, I uh, I'm excited for it too. I think it's a, it's a great sort of novel concept for a season. Yeah, and they can um, do it because no one gives a shit. I love it. Yeah, right, exactly. And uh, why not? And and um, yeah, it's, I I love MLS as well. Um, I my I'm a, you know obviously Seattle Sounders, they're obviously one of the best teams. In I'm the a country. Red Bulls guy, born born and 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 ah. died. Yeah, sorry, I'm a Red Bulls guy. <laughs> I love them. <laughs> All right, so that's it for soccer talk. Great. Uh, you want to get into some NASCAR? I know it's been it's a it's a moving target NASCAR right now, uh, an ever evolving story, um, and I know you have a lot of thoughts on it. Uh, it's gonna get it's gonna get heavy handed though, I'm afraid. But, but do you want to jump into that? Yeah, that's fine. I so I started this out because I thought in the last couple of days before I think breaking news was this morning, is that I wanted to say like I, I NASCAR is crushing it or was crushing it. They are still crushing it. I yeah, think. they're. Uh, they're proving to be progressive. The responses and how they've handled all this, uh, and you know, and, and sort of dealt like it's their own racism, right? It's their own sort of inbred, you know, self-promoted sort of racism over the over the history of this sport. Yeah. But they've sort of just come out and just guns a blazing and going, nope, this is wrong. Fuck you. Go to hell. Yeah. You know, we're changing, right? Uh, and while they might not even want to or or try to acknowledge their past. Uh, like, I don't, I don't know if that's a big deal or not. So I don't really sort of care about that necessarily. I just, I appreciate that the fact that they're just doing a total 180 here and going, nope, whatever's happening. So they, they looked into this thing, uh, with Bubba Wallace and this noose that was found in his garage. Right. And I, I thought, um, you know, but there was no information that came out. Right. And I was like, all right, this, I thought this was kind of weird in its, of itself that yeah. they were just like, there was a noose found. We're looking into it. And like, this is unacceptable. They did get the FBI involved pretty immediately, which I thought they was did. Impressive. Right. Right. But nothing leaked out. There's no information. Right. You know, there was no like, um, you know, there was no photos of the news and this whole thing. Yeah, and yeah, so yeah. everyone was like, you know, this is crazy and stuff. And then it turns out, you know, without breaking news this morning that apparently it's, it's the noose was part of the, the rope. That's part of the pull down on the garage door. Okay. And, uh, and so now everybody's sort of like, of course, trying to blame Bubba Wallace for, and this is, oh, because there was the, the, the FBI determined that there, this is not a hate crime, that the, this pull down rope new you know, fashion in a noose was actually been there for at least a year or two or something like that. Okay. Right. Um, and that it's not directed, it's not directly a hate crime directed at Bubba Wallace. Right. So this, this, rope has actually been hanging there and there's photos of it now apparently that have leaked now which i think is interesting also you know that there's like someone had like oh this is 2019 photo from 2019 here's the here's the picture of this rope hanging there next in the open garage door you know or it's off to the side so it's like it's it it feels like there's still some parts of the story sort of missing even though they said that like this is over and done with now okay right and then and then uh in an interview this morning bubble wallace was actually on the dan patrick show and i listened to it uh and i I didn't actually know he was going to be on there but he he said um, um, he's sort of done with it. He realizes that it's it, it wasn't sort of directed at him necessarily. But this has been hanging there in this garage, and he just happened to sort of get this garage assigned to him coming into last week yeah. or however long. I don't know when exactly those they yeah. get assigned, but they sort of get assigned randomly, right? Yeah. They don't always have the same garage year after year after year. Um, but I thought what was interesting is that like. Not all the garages have these. They all have this rope as the pull down, I think, as a, as a backup for the garage door. But not all of them have sort of this noose style fashion rope yeah. on them, apparently. And, and Bubba Wallace's uh, crew chief uh, or pit master or whatever you call them, saw, he's the one that saw it. He's the one that reported it. He did not even tell Bubba Wallace the day of or even t- uh, until I think Bubba Wallace was notified later that day by the commissioner of the or the president of NASCAR. So like Bubba Wallace didn't even like ask for this or ask for an in- investigation. Like NASCAR came and did it themselves. 
I, so now everyone feels like Bubba Wallace is the one like trying to like make this a bigger issue in a story when it's actually he didn't actually have anything to do with it in and of itself. Uh, it's a bit here and and the, and the crew chief my, guy, my, whoever did this, when he saw it, which I think is weird too though because it it wasn't it was they were there in the garage for like three or four days before this was noticed. Like they get there on like Wednesday or Thursday, and then this was found on Sunday, I believe. Yeah. And Bubba Wallace has, was not, that's the other part of the story too that I thought that was interesting. It's like he wasn't in the garage at all for those three or four days leading up to it. He stayed out of the garage because it's sort of like, I think all the garages are connected technically or open to each other. So it's like one big sort of like airport hangar with like a dozen garage doors open on, on the sides of it or something, right? And so, but then otherwise, I think from what I understood is that the rest of the garage is sort of just kind of open. So you can kind of walk from car to car to car, door to door to door kind of thing without having to go in and out of other sort of, they're not blocked off, right? They're not an actual garage section. Um, You've really off. done your so, research on this. Yeah, yeah. Well, I thought it was actually really interesting that all this stuff, you know, so th- these were the details that I kind of wanted to know before, the, you know, when it initially kind of heard the story. Um, and so apparently his, his crew chief guy, or whoever found it, after he found it, he walked the row of, of garages and was looking at all the other uh, ropes and not any other one has them on there. Right. And so the, and the other weird little note that I think is interesting, too, is that why, why would you fashion it as a noose, as a pull down, as a rope to like pull the garage door down? Like it's if you grab that thing, that thing's that thing's actually going to start squeezing on your hands or fingers. Like it's not a natural sort of pull. Right. Strap contraption to do. Right. Right. And so I don't know. To me, this is sort of at least a lot of sort of op- open ended questions. Uh, and it maybe just sort of adds to the to the history of the of the racism of the sport that someone just like you know likes to make like who knows how to make a noose. Well, all right, here here's here you want my take on this? Yeah, because I don't think I don't think the noose matters at all. I think I think what matters is is that there is an underlying feeling of racism that that circles through maybe not the racers themselves or their crews themselves, but through the through the audience, through fans, and through mm-hmm. the culture of NASCAR, and the so much so that they, it didn't take but you know one black their own single black rider asking for the Confederate flag to be removed that that they or the expressed that that it was an, a symbol of racism to him that they banned it and that and that's all it took and and I know that that made people upset, but it was obviously like welcome throughout the the sport itself the fans have a different opinion then you get this this new scenario and the rate the race all the all the the competitors all of the crew all the 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 teams and the owners band behind this possibility without even the investigation just because they know that racism runs rampant mm-hmm. through the culture of their sport to the point where they show this moment of solidarity and I don't think that taking away from them pushing his car out by saying it wasn't a noose directed at him, it's the fact that it's so raw that his, that his crew chief or him or whoever sees this noose and is like, this is directed at me. Like if he has those feelings, those feelings are legitimate. Yeah. And, that's, and that comes from a history of racism in the sport. And you get these people that are like, this is taking away from a sport I love. I've always wanted to be a, like a race car fan and now I can't, says mountains about those people that fucking feel so fucking dedicated to this symbol of blatant racism and the confederate flag that it just it's stomach turning and that and that they're now going back and saying see i told you so just points out the finger points the finger at them being further racist like they need to look inside of themselves and 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 see if if the if if they really think that like the confederate flag means something that's culturally important to them what the fuck does that say about them like right. if it, if if you're not waving it because you you're a racist, then why the fuck are you waving it? And why do right. you need it? Like why right. is it important to you? What does it symbolize? And if it if it if it if banning it, then a week later makes somebody feel so fucking trepidatious that they see a noose and are afraid. Like that, fuck that. Like that's that means it's it's systematically wrong in the fucking in the NASCAR world and it should be addressed. And that's what should have happened. 
regardless of of whether or not it was directed at him or the history of it it's it's what he felt in that moment as the lone black driver in this multi-million dollar sport and and i i i don't think it should any part of it should be taken away and i'm glad that the fbi just went to the bot got to the bottom of it and and determined that it was there from 2019 because that shows that the the commissioner of NASCAR went to the highest possible place to mm-hmm. determine whether or not this is a hate crime and whether or not it wasn't isn't the point. The point is is that they did the right thing and NASCAR's yeah. moving forward. My father has been a NASCAR fan his entire life. He's a King Richard guy till he dies. It's the only fucking sport we watched in my house growing up because no, my parents didn't give a shit about sports. My dad only cares about auto sports and NASCAR. He is not a fucking racist. He does not understand. Like, we don't have a Confederate flag. My dad is a is a Amendment 2 guy. He owns guns, but he's not a fucking racist. And this is not going to affect, like, he doesn't, like, the Confederate flag being removed from NASCAR means nothing to him. Yeah, and right. there, are, there are legions of fans that feel the same way as my dad in Redneck, Montana. So fuck the fucking base. They can't wave their flag. Fuck them. NASCAR is gaining new fans by being a progressive yes. sport. They're, yes. They've embraced esports. They, I'm sorry I'm on my fucking soapbox, but this shit just Go. pisses me Do off it. so fucking much. Like, I'm, I'm, God, it just, I can't fucking, I can't deal with this, this, this hatred towards, Bullshit. towards yeah. people that have not asked for any of this. I'm sorry. Yeah. All right. That's no. it. That's all I got. That's all Listen, I got. It was it was great, Chris. It was beautiful. I, it was well said. Um, I, and I, I agree with you completely. And that was kind of where I was going with this: is that this this isn't about them, you know? Thinking like the, the whole thing now. I've even said people like, oh, like of course people on pushing back on this are like, oh, they had to, you know, they wasted the FBI's time and all this stuff. And it's like, no, 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 no. This is what their job is to do. Like that, if there if there is a potential like that, you have to investigate it. Like you can't just go, oh, maybe that's just a garage pulled down rope. Like. Nope, sorry, we're not going to investigate. Like it just—it shows that you—they ha- take this seriously, and we're—we're—we're we're, we're all supposed to take this seriously. Yes, and continue to take it seriously. Yes, and like exactly what you said, how, how this—it makes him feel. Like I—I I, I don't want to sort of use this this parallel, but a lot of times, what I, like there's there was also this you know video of like the cops like uh, sitting in the in the car, and she felt like her life was threatened because. Um, she ordered, I don't know, some stupid, some stupid story about some woman cop somewhere in the Midwest or something. And she didn't get her, uh, breakfast sandwich or something. And she felt like they were messing with her or something like that and stuff. Right. And she's like, I've been dealing with this with like for 15 years, like this kind of crap, you know, like, you know, because I'm, I'm a police officer or something. And they're like, they're always, you know, doing stuff like this and, you know, fucking with me. And, and she's like, I can't, I can't deal with this anymore. You know, after 15 years of this kind of like abuse or something. And I was like, can you just turn that Turn that around yeah. for five minutes yeah. and think about the other side of that thing. Yeah. That, think about like how, how black people, minorities, and Asians, everybody else has, has been feeling and had to deal with stuff like that. Yeah. Can you, can Their you entire not, life. Can you not, yes, can you not just sort of turn that around and envision what it's like for the other person then? So like, can you not envision what it's like for Bubba Wallace? This is not the first time he's had to deal with probably something like this in his life. And can you not, for one thing, think about how this affects them and what it means to them? Whether it's whether it was like you said, uh, you just said it perfectly, and I don't want to sort of reiterate your own thoughts there because, but I just thought it was, it was nicely said. It was like, how does this make him feel, and how does this affect him, and the fact that now someone is actually helping him and 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 standing beside him or behind him to do this to make sure that this was or was not racist act is 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 the only thing that matters in this case. He should have support of the league, and I think that that's something that no other league besides the NBA has felt from their commissioner and felt from their their sport. Um, I, I, uh, baseball is a perfect example yeah. of, of how they just, there's such a d- grand divide between ownership and, and players. And the NFL, you know, Colin Kaepernick stood up for something and his league turned his back on him and kicked him out. If yeah. Bubba Wallace had done this, stood up and put Black Lives Matter on his fucking car and they kicked him out, that's the equivalent. That's yes. the fucking equivalent. If they would have, yep. if they would have, if the commissioner would have called Richard Petty and said, sir, and b- bear in mind, this happened in fucking 2016 in the NFL. If the, if the commissioner of, the, of, of NASCAR would have 
turned and said, Richard Petty, you have to eliminate this person and no one else can sign him. That's the only the comparison you have. And instead, they, they did the right thing. And it felt good, America, you fuckers. It felt good. Yeah. So let it feel Even- good. Let sympathy and empathy feel good. <laughs> yes. Like, just let right. it happen. Stop pushing back on it. I- acknowledge that it hurts. And, it, and sometimes that pain is necessary. And that's the only way to move past it is to acknowledge it, not to fucking ignore it. Yes. Exactly. Sorry. Even Richard Petty himself came out, he, who never comes to the races. No. Right? Who, who always kind of sits back in the shadows or whatever and lets things happen. Who might even have, from even little things I've been reading a little bit, who might even have his own sort of history with sort of maybe ignoring uh, stuff like this in the, in the past, came out in support, uh, was there in person, even called it himself, said it was a freaking noose. You're never, like, this you're never a misunderstanding. Too, like you're you never too old this. to learn. You're never too old to learn. That's the saying that you can't teach an old dog new tricks. Yeah, does not apply can't. to human beings. You can change till the day you die. You Why should. do you think people look to heaven at the very end of their days, hoping that they can fucking find <laughs> Christ? You know, like that. I think that those people believe that because they're fucking faced with the idea of the of their life ending. Like yeah. they change. You can change. Fucking addicts become recovered. Like you can change as yes. a human being. Yeah. Doesn't mean you should you be changing. You should always be changing and evolving. Yeah, absolutely, and absolutely. And if Richard Petty can do so, if Roger Goodell can do so, if Dan Snyder can do so, if Jerry Jones can do so, I'll give <laughs> them the Snyder fucking can. chance. <laughs> but Dan like, Snyder. but you've got to act on it. You know, you have to, you have to right. search your you're soul. Just, you're just lazy. You're just being lazy absolutely. and trying to ignore it because absolutely. you don't want to deal with the shit. And that's the whole thing. Of the point and all these people dealing with like, you know, stick to sports and all that kind of bullshit too. Is that you can't and you shouldn't. You don't have to. Sticking to sports means paying attention to social issues. That yes. is that is sticking to sports. It's so interwoven and intertwined. One hundred percent. One hundred percent. Man, we can't let, let the shit get heavy handed. We just can't fucking okay. do it. We okay. We, now we can go to something stupid or fun. Okay. I'm pretty fucking <laughs> pretty worked <laughs> up. <laughs> I mean, do you, we could roll that right into like that Major League Baseball commissioner. Paul Manfred has decided that they, they will just have a baseball season without these players uh, wanting it, I guess. Is that a is well, that, is that is he, that technically, I guess so, too. But they did agree to this. The players did agree to this. I think back in March or something. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Yes, they did. And right. And so they kind of like this or at least came up with a framework of, of an agreement. Yeah. And I, but I think in the bylaws or whatever that is there, I think there's there is something in there that the. In, in cases like this, whatever you, however they want to deem it, is that the, the the commissioner can enforce, I think, at a minimum of 40 game season. So I think, like, no matter what, this was sort of the end game. And I think that's where a lot of people were, were kind of going with this, is that, like, at some point in time, all this was sort of just posturing and for theatrical effects here. Because at some point in time, they were just going to do, if nothing else, a 40 game season. I, so there's a couple of rule changes that I'm really interested in in this, in this new season thing. Uh if it really? happens yeah they've got your attention chris i can't believe it well because first of all chris all i've been asking for is a 60 game season so we got it <laughs> i've been asking for reduced inter interleague play we got it they're playing divisional teams we got it like isn't this the point of divisions is this dh rule dh gone fuck it i mean no, i mean no it embrace i mean thing, the, the pitcher batting gone i love it fuck yeah. it like yeah. i love it uh they they will they're no they're extra innings they're gone right like I think that you could, suspended games they're gonna they, maybe they're just maybe. gonna be like oh well, they're gonna put the runner on second base and do that I love it <laughs> fuck it end it make it <laughs> faster it. if they just if, end it a time if they put if they put they're making team teams bigger right it's a sixty player roster but you have, yeah. can only have thirty players just standing in res- reserve fine fuck Great. fuck like little as long as they can't keep using like pitch hitters and pitch. And, and relief pitchers like every other like pitch or something. You well, know? they're gonna have to use these. They're gonna have to be more cautious in the way they use players. I uh, the, the, they're a fucking robotic ump away from having my full attention. Like this just feels like good <laughs> baseball. Baseball is the one sport that doesn't need fans in the crowd because it's fucking mute anyway. Like yeah. so mute, the players and, and can hear guess, players I, can hear a dugout back like a dugout banging on a can. Like that's how mute this fucking sport is. That that was a thing. Like they're like, oh yeah, we'll just whistle. Think, we'll just whistle. I think actually miking up players in this instance would actually be a great idea too. Agreed. 
I, I have them sort of sit there and chit chat or, or talk to themselves while they're batting. I think they did it during the uh, during the spring training. Let's get rid of announcers good. and just have and just like just have that be the sound of the game. Oh, actually, just, that's actually pretty good and you too, just yeah. sit there like you're watching a little league game where you just yeah, you yeah. shoot the shit, you know, like hey, bye, uh, bye, bye, bye. yeah, yeah, exactly. I love it. I don't <laughs> pitchers in the locker kissing Betty Crocker. That was a good one. That's a burn. That's a classic burn. <laughs> Because, you know, Betty Crocker's a dirty girl. <laughs> Wait, so what's your two things that you got, you're interested in here now? Did you already go over them or did, or? Well, so, so I, yeah, the, the it was the DH, it's the, it's removing the DH because I don't think it'll ever come back. Okay, uh, no adding the DH. And I like this, I like the runner on second. I like the games ending faster, like the, basically getting rid of. Don't even go to extra innings. You know, it's, I, I, uh, I have to say this, like the reason I know anything about the rules of this game is because of the great Jason Stark, who was a, who the athletics so, so smartly picked up. Um, if you're not reading Jason Stark, he's, you, great. he's, he's the only great. person that summarizes this stupid sport and, and he likes it, but he doesn't like, he knows that he sees its flaws for what they are. And he reports very like aggressively against it. He's not, he's not a beat writer kissing the, the league's ass. He's just a, 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 a fucking disgruntled ex ESPN employee who just writes it the way he sees it. And he's, it's very, it's very concise. He's good. It's good writing. He is good. I, I always enjoy his, I think of, of and any other baseball writer out there. I think I've always enjoyed his work. Me too. And he's a Phillies guy. So I've, it's been easy for me to, yeah. Yeah. To, to, Chris, can I actually, you kind of bring up since we're talking baseball here, we were talking, talking about baseball. We can't help ourselves. Baseball. Yeah. Uh, do you think Bud Selig nominated Rob Manfred as a commissioner and got him that position just so he could make his own, Sort of actually legacy as a commissioner look better. Because <laughs> I mean, Manfred dude, just keep, kind of keeps bubbling, dude. Bubbling if you, everything, if right? you, I, I know I told you to watch this before, but if you haven't, there's the, this great documentary about uh, A Rod and juicing, and uh, and it's all the parts are played by little kids, and it's this great, oh, yeah, 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 it's this right. great documentary, and it's a real eye opener on Paul Manfred. Like he is, he is a crook. Like he has a his, he's just a bad commissioner, and I. It's so funny that like David Stern, like in in retrospect, has this sort of like iffy, like I mean, it's like a money first sort of iffy like past. You're like, uh, was David Stern all that great for basketball? I mean, he definitely like changed it and made it like on the forefront. But he left a legacy of a really good, strong, smart commissioner. Uh, and then yeah. and then you've got who did a total one eighty. And then you've got Bud Selig, who's just like. I mean, Bud Seeley, right? Was probably it's basically this the is like David the Baron Trump of, of fucking stuff of commissioners. It's like the only thing worse than Trump would be like Baron Trump running the country. Like it's like <laughs> it's like the, this is like I think you're I think you're onto something. I don't know because I I mean Seeley like turned a blind eye to a lot of things and like swept things under the rug like the steroids and whatever else, che other cheating and stuff scandals. But there now I mean there just seems to be like one thing after another that Manfred. Just can't seem to handle correctly. You mean like right? getting the like the one league that should be able to be playing like since the season started by right? yeah. up and running? Yeah. And they, and they it's agreed got no to control. This, they already agreed to the sixty games, like I said, like back in March, I think. Like, and then they fought for three months yeah, for no over reason. Over money. Right? And then there's this whole thing. I don't know if you've seen the story, and I haven't it, it's kind of like been a little in the background and off to the side, is that in addition to the the Astros, you know, tra uh, trash can banging scandal. There apparently is a is a there's a they're being sued by some um, uh, fantasy players who thinks that that season that they're owed something because of that oh, season they shit. lost that season. That is genius, of course. Right? Yes, because of all that cheating. But oh, what a, the, the bigger fantastic. part of that story is apparently there's a memo between Manfred and the Yankees. Who's they? He swept whatever the whatever the Yankees did and cheated. Uh, science stealing as well along with the red Sox in that that year i think 2017 is that something big happened there and they swept it on the rug and they kept it under wraps and the, and these guys who are suing for this are trying to get that memo released because it has some like very devastating details in that about the yankees being cheaters as well i love that i this is that i love fantasy players are getting behind this uh chris <laughs> I, had, I had this in bad gambling but i wanted to get your opinion on it. i can't find this bet anywhere but 
what's the what's your over under on Major League Baseball games being played before the season's canceled? Because there's no fucking way they're gonna finish this season. Like you don't think there so. will be a COVID outbreak? I promise you. These are fucking. I mean, well, it's so, so loosey goosey. Right there's so many players. It's tr- there's travel. The Phillies have already had an outbreak. Like I I just I I gotta believe that that like through a trainer or through like a a flight attendant or something. <laughs> There's going to be a case of COVID that knocks this season out. It just doesn't feel like they're playing it very safely. Uh, they're not. I mean, I don't think any of these sports leagues are necessarily here. So I mean, you, it's right. Basketball's already shown it. Football's showing it a lot already. Baseball as well. I, I, you know what? I would say 20. Yeah, 20 games. 20 games. Is, tw- if it's going to happen, it's probably going to happen pretty quick. So you think that the, game, the season will be canceled by game 20? Yeah. Yeah. Although, I, so like I was gonna say the, the I was gonna say the thirty game mark. Give it like a halfway, but I don't I don't yeah. think that they'll make it to halfway. I don't think they'll. Yeah. I like they're either not gonna make it right away, or they're somehow gonna be able to sort of again push through this or sweep this under the rug somehow. Well, yeah, they're keep no, rotating through players or something. They right? are the best. They are the best equipped to uh to hide any any sort of. Right, I mean, I guess that's why you. they're having like sixty players uh, on. You know, yeah. they can activate. They I guess reserves. technically or whatever. So they can kind of just keep rotating players through. And, and in that sense, you know, maybe they get to 40 games then. I don't know. Like, I, it's interesting. Chris. I don't That's see it. That's a really good question. I don't see it. End. I don't see it ending. I'm with going with champion. 20. I'm going yeah. with 20. Can I ask you another question? Sure. In yeah. any of these leagues, do you feel like the, the champion is a true champion? If they yeah. finish, yeah, 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 good. Because I good. don't, I don't give a shit about this asterisk stuff or short good. season good. bullshit. Me neither. Like that's that's dumb. You know, Me like neither. the Spurs want it right. They don't. They right. They won it in the uh, the lockout the season, season, like back in yep. the nineties. I think. Yeah, they beat the they beat the Knicks. <laughs> yeah, and then there was another one. Was there one early two thousands? There was. Yeah, and there was also like a season where scabs played in the NFL. Like it's it's right. It happens. It, shit yeah. happens. Shit happens. I yeah. agree. Like I agree. It's like that doesn't. There's no no one be rem- no one really remembers that that there was like a sh- you know the shortened seasons or goes oh well they they I, wanted but also isn't it you know, cooler that it's like oh we won the shortened season I think that that's got its own yeah. obstacles in and of itself yeah yeah I agree totally yeah no there's no 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 all those people they all that's just because people just don't ever want to like give in to like whoever won that season then, right well yeah because they're like oh well there's an asterisk in the news like case in point <laughs> the Dodgers. <laughs> We right. should have won, but they were begging on a kid. My, I'm the fan of that team, or they, I don't know, the Lakers didn't win, or they won, so like LeBron gets an asterisk because nobody wants LeBron to win another championship. Well, I want LeBron to win a championship because I bet that those fuckers to win a long time ago. <laughs> I got some good money on it, so uh, hopefully we can ride that out. Um, so, so we're, we've, I, I, I apologize, we're, we've gone really far into this, into this game, but is there anything you want to like, talk about but I, we've got so much to talk about still. I, I apologize for the 10 minutes of fucking stupid ice cream sandwich fodder. I enjoyed that one. Favorite topic of the day. Are we, is there any topics that you wanted to get in this week before we get, we, that might not be as, uh, as relevant when we get to uh, next week? Uh, no, I, we got a lot of gambling stuff. We can wait till next week. I think still here. Although I will say our deck, uh, signing the franchise tender, uh, uh, odds from last week we talked about or he signed the he signed the tender now yep so the odds that he plays on that tender um for the season i think are uh, i think probably looking a little better at this point now yeah and i know you've got some deep do you got some rookie of the year odds or defensive player of the year odds i got both of them i, I did it I and that's from started, football I, yeah oh, nfl God. defensive player of the year odds we can get into that maybe next week we can yeah that let's do week. that let's let's focus on the nfl next week because i want okay. you to do i want you to do the uh the division. I want you to give me a division hypothetical. Um, one last thing I'll say, uh, which we should have talked about last weekend, was the only sport I watched last weekend was the Belmont Stakes, the first leg of the Triple Crown. Uh, if you didn't bet Tis the Law, then you weren't listening to our show over the past, whatever, the original stages of COVID. <laughs> I squeezed a bet in, made like 12 bucks because the odds were not that great. Uh, but I did get him. Uh, Still I, a winner, Chris. Yeah, well, I'm still a winner. Exactly. It was my first. It was my first uh, one bet on DraftKings since uh, March. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Proud of you. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah, uh, yeah. And then I did place a bet. I couldn't find. I couldn't find a, taking to the lot to win the triple crown, but you could choose a triple that there will be a single horse that wins the triple crown. Oh. Okay. At plus three fifty. Since he's won, that's since that horse has won, it's Got moved it. to yeah. plus two fifty. But it's still there. If you want to, if you you know, you can get plus two fifty 
if you think because he's his, odd, odds on betting that horse to win the next two races are going to be really hard um because because he's coming in such a favor uh is he I, that good of a horse he's a monster he's, okay. he's just he 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 destroyed uh, the uh i believe it was the i want to say the arc the was it the i can't remember which if it was the louisiana derby or if it was the alabama derby but he just crushed either one of those. That was my first introduction to him. So the nice thing you can do is you can. So he's just, kind of a legit triple oh, crown. Oh yeah, yeah, potential. he's a yeah. fucking monster. And I, okay. and I knew he was going to win Belmont. That was that. But that was he came in at four four to five odds. He came out like better, worse than even odds. Uh, but but I I tried to I tried to uh, do the old box him. I boxed him up with Max Player. And Max Player unfortunately finished third, not second. Okay. But you know I got I I I. It all starting to pay off. All of this COVID work I did at the racetrack. <laughs> yeah, I, I like know. Right. I know all there the jockeys go. now. I feel. I know a lot more trainers. I feel equipped. I. 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 Our. Our Kentucky Derby show is going to be like a real horse betting show. I'm going to come equipped. We're going to go through the horses. We're gonna. I'm gonna. I'm gonna be a real odds maker. I'm gonna be a real handicapper. I'm gonna come in here. I'm gonna have a chewed up stogie hanging out of my mouth. <laughs> I th- I mean, hopefully, we could do it in person. It would be great. That'd be great. Yes, yeah, September, when is, so when September is the five is the Derby. Okay, and then what's the the third leg? I don't know. Or is the, it, I don't know where the third leg is good. No, it's a Belmont. It's the uh, Preakness. The Preakness. So when, we don't know when that one is. Let's. Uh, Preakness is October third. Oh, so that's going to be the okay. That's All the right. last. Yeah. All right. Because Belmont's usually last, but they flipped them and they kept Belmont at its original date. I believe gotcha. that's how it worked. Gotcha. All right. I had a funny. Uh, I'm excited for you, Chris, on this one. Yeah, a friend of mine was like, "Hey, I don't know if you know this, but uh, Belmont—they're running without any fans." And I was like, "I don't know how much of a degenerate you want me to, to sound, but that's how they've been running <laughs> like for the past three months." Yeah. So what's do your you, point? Like, I don't. Do, yeah. Like, do you want me to? Know? Do you? <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right. Well, I think I think that about does it. That is the uh, that is the uh, not for nothing. Uh, feel all of the emos uh episode chris you have any parting thoughts no uh the only thing that maybe just ending on a happy note here is that apparently the new york mets owners the will ponds are are most likely looking very strongly to be selling that team which i think will make a lot of people including myself very happy uh fuck baseball <laughs> well said chris goodbye goodbye <laughs>